EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about Mother's Night. There was a time long ago when Christmas Eve was called Mother's Night, and it was a greater celebration than Christmas Day itself. Mother's Night featured all the trappings of the seasonal holiday, gifts, lights, mistletoe, holly, carols, and feasting that we associate with Christmas. But the observance of Mother's Night was much older than Christmas, for it venerated the Mother Goddess as the one who gave birth to the Divine Child at the winter solstice, thus creating the next cycle. Permit me to wax historical, as I sometimes do, when I say that in later Christian times the focus shifted from the mother, whose birth-giving powers made the child possible, to the child himself, giving the mother, and mothers collectively, a secondary role in the miracle of rebirth and generation. But historians and archaeologists suggest that the earliest human societies were gynocracies, matrifocal and matrilineal, governed by councils of women elders. Furthermore, since humans tend to create their deities in their own image, human societies saw divine governing councils to be the same as earthly governing councils. These divine councils were called matron cults. Matron cults were led not by one mother goddess, but by groups of mother goddesses, who, like their earthly counterparts of women elders, worked together to nurture, sustain, and protect their communities. Norse mythology has many examples of divine matron groups, such as the Azenur, who governed and dispensed justice, the Desir, who concerned themselves with the fertility and well-being of the land, and the Vana mothers, personified by the waves of the ocean, who continuously created and recreated the universe and the cycles of time. The mothers of matron cults were perceived as helpers in times of need. The many statues and engravings of these divine matron groups show them holding baskets of fruit and grains and gesturing to bestow blessings. They also provided all the things necessary for a good harvest, like sunshine, rain, beneficial winds, and fertile soil. The matrons offered fertility and aid in childbirth. Sometimes the mothers functioned as familial or community guardians, or they stepped into the role of war goddesses when the community was threatened by outside forces. This is how we came to see the Norse Valkyrie, now called battle maidens, although the Valkyrie originally served the community as death and rebirth mothers, folding the dead into the bosom of the underworld to heal them and prepare them for rebirth in the next cycle. The mothers had such an important role in the bounty, safety, and sustainability of early societies that it was natural for there to have been a special celebration to honor them. Now, in the early 20th century, Mother's Day was invented to, to be a so-called hallmark holiday, uh, and it was this purpose was to sell greeting cards and flowers. But the annual Mother's Night was not commercial. It was sacred and joyful. It was set at the time of the winter solstice, when the earth itself 
was pausing before giving birth to the next cycle. Later writers referred to Mother's Night celebrations as sacrificial feasts. The word sacrifice came to describe the act of destroying something of value as a way of honoring or placating a god. But the original meaning of sacrifice is to make sacred. And if we are to appreciate the sacrifice performed at Mother's Night, then we will understand that the mothers would never require that their gifts to humans be destroyed in their honor. Rather, the mothers ask for gratitude and joy. The mothers ask that their great gifts be shared with all, used wisely and reverently, with full knowledge and appreciation of their sacredness. Furthermore, the Mother's Night celebration makes sacred the practice of being in community with all life, committing to mother each other as lovingly and intentionally as the mothers mother us. And so, now that we have entered the solstice tide, let us give thanks to the sacred mothers at the winter solstice and honor their gifts throughout the coming year. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.